Last time on Lawful Stupid. Last time on Lawful Stupid was a little different. Uh, was... you know, Rowan did a thing. What did he do? He used the loot and decided to summon Wynn. Uh, I don't know that that was super intentional at first, but if you're listening to this episode, you've definitely already listened to that episode, so we're not going to bore you with all the details of that. Mm -hmm. Not this episode, just every other Lawful Stupid episode that will do super hard recaps. So I'm just going to go ahead and reset up the uh, the narrative experience for everybody and we'll get into Alice's one shot, Alice's mm. solo story. So, the scene, as it were, what Atlas sees and feels, the last thing Atlas remembers is holding Sharinga's hands tightly and in the peripherals of his vision, he can see two of these large monstrosities bearing down on him. Mm -hmm. And he sees the world start to go grayscale. And he, he feels his body start to feel numb. And the world stops. And everything in it stops. And Atlas feels himself fall into this darkness and Atlas is standing in this void of shadows and in front of him parallel of him stands Alaria stands the elf that inhabits the very sword he wields with her white hair and translucent appearance and she says well, this isn't ideal, Atlas. Oh, we did. <laughs> not quite. But I'm not really sure where we are. Well, well that would have to make two of us. <laughs> I, how, why, where's my sword? Where, where's your sword? And when you ask that question, she clutches at her head and she lets out a scream. And your world goes black. And the last thing you remember really is holding Charinga. And so you're surprised when you're, you open your eyes and you see snow. You see white snow. And it's cold. And it's dark. And when you look up, you see trees and forest in the night. And the snow that it's around you is illuminating. It's bright. It's almost reflecting the ambient light from the night sky. And you notice you can feel the weight of Alaria in your right hand, your blade. But she feels heavier. What do you want to do, bud? Uh, do, do I see any buildings around? Is there no, you're in is? a thick forest. A thick, thick forest. And you're cold. And you notice that your bare feet is on snow. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring the sword up. I'm holding 
the hilt in one hand and you know the, the end of the blade in the other and say, Hilaria, are you in there? And you notice you the first thing you notice is how much heavier Hilaria is. And the next thing you notice, and maybe more importantly, is your hand is not your white orc hand anymore. It's a small, slender hand. It's not yours. Uh, I want to take a look closer into this blade, if I can see a reflection of myself. And when you do that, you see a form that you have never seen. Because the Alaria you've seen is much different. She has the same blue ocean eyes, and your hair, the hair on you, is long and red, and it's pulled back in two tight braids, or technically they're messy and and frantic, but she keeps them in braids typically. And she has freckles. And you notice dirt all over her face, and scratches all over your face. I think one of the first things I would I would drop the sword and start looking for my like my tusks, you know, and and where like all of my rippling muscles are, and uh, and just take note of of what I'm wearing and what I have on me. So you do that. You drop the blade to the snow, and it lands in this soft, powdery substance, and. You pat yourself down and you notice you're wearing simple clothes that are they're, it's filthy and grimy. It, it's black and brown and you can tell that they haven't been washed in a long time. And you run your hands through your hair and it's matted and thick of dirt and blood. I, I call it Alaria. Are you here? And you get no response. I'm going to pick up the sword uh, and look at it one more time, uh, gazing at my reflection, uh, you know, taking in. And I, I assume that I realize this is maybe a version of Alaria. And for whatever reason, I am. She's hosting me, my personality. You can see you can see the resemblance for sure. It, I mean, because it is not far off from the Alaria you know. You have just never seen her with such color, such life. Mm. And when you pick up that blade, it's the same blade. It's the same blade you carry, but it's it's pristine. It's sharp. It's much sharper than the version you have. It, you can tell this is a blade that's been well kept. And as you're examining the blade and, and looking into your own reflection, you hear an explosion behind you. And it roars out and a flash of light fills the air. You hear trees cracking and, and explosions and the shouting of men. And you turn to see and there's an orc running at you. A white orc. And he's in the same clothes that you're in. The same grimy, dingy clothes. And he's yelling at you, Alaria, run! And he is full-on train sprinting towards you. Oh, I will I will do what he says, and I will turn and run. And the two of you sprint. 
and you run, you can't feel how cold you feel because of how numb the cold sensation is from standing in the snow. And you can hear the sound of people chasing you. And for what feels like a lifetime of running, the two of you manage to break free and kind of dip away from those who begin to, or those who were chasing you. And you stop for a moment. And you're breathing hard and you're panting. And this is, this is new for you. Because while Atlas is not the fastest, he has endurance and he's strong and he has organ muscles. And the Alaria's form has you winded and exhausted and carrying this heavy blade the whole time. And the orc is across from you. And he's looking at you and you can see concern on his face. And he looks directly at you and he's like within two feet of your face and he's saying, Alaria, are you alright? Uh, I... I I think I'm I'm all right. W- what are we running from? What do you mean? What are we running from, Alaria? We're running from them. They're trying to catch us. I don't know how to tell you that I'm. I mean, I, I look like Alaria, but I'm not Alaria. And when you say that, your head rushes. There's a pounding, a squealing, and you hear Alaria in your head. No. That's not how that happened. That's not how it went. And you hear him say again, What do you mean you don't know who they are? They're after us. Uh, Who are they? Those are our jailers, Alaria. Did you hit your head? I'll rub my head, kind of, because maybe that that where she just said, That's not right, wait. So that made me like kind of rub and say, I... Uh, maybe I did. I, I don't. I don't remember. How, how and he I got pulls here. you close, and it doesn't feel strange. And he looks at your head, and he says, "Oh, you did. There's blood everywhere. We have to go. We have to get you somewhere safe. You're not all right." And that memory kind of flashes, and for a brief moment, you're in that stillness again that darkness and Alari is across from you and you can tell that she's withered and she's weak and she's translucent I will I'll try to reach out to her as if to to take her embrace her Alari are you okay and and she says it hurts it hurts so bad Atlas what can I do I, I don't know what to do And she looks up at you and she says, Help. And as she says that, your world spins and falls. And you open your eyes again and you kind of blink them open as like struggling to open them. And you hear the sound of fire. And you're bunched up in leathers and skins and hides around a campfire. And on the opposite side, 
of the campfire, you see that same orc. And he's stoking the fire, and he's uh, making a makeshift cooking pot. And he looks over to see you waking up. Aloria, it's good to see her awake. You've been out a while. Are we are we safe now? And he walks over to you and says, As safe as we're going to be. But we're still far from the city. Uh, what what city is that? The last of Urkbok. Don't tell me you've forgotten that too. Uh, uh, no, no, I I know. At least I've I've heard of it. Heard of it, Talaria? <laughs> you live there. Oh uh, yes, it, it must have been this uh this this bump on the head I took. I, it remind me of, of your name. I, I just uh, I, it is it's leaving me. It's escaped me for some reason. And one thing you noticed that you didn't notice in the panic before, you didn't notice when you were running from the explosion and the men. You notice that when you speak, it's not Atlas speaking. You can hear Alaria's voice. It sounds different. It sounds muffled because it's coming from you. And the orc looks back to you and says, I understand. I just hope you're all right. It's me. It's Kenra. You know me. We are friends. Kenra. Kenra. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I, I do believe it's coming back to me now. And he sits you up and he kind of checks over you and... Do you remember how we got there? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. Ugh. Catch me up. Imagine I've forgotten everything and catch me up. And he looks at you kind of confused and said, Well, I suppose I have nothing else to do while the pot boils. And he says, We didn't know each other for long. We met in the camp, remember? Do you remember anything of the camp? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. Great. Well, I've been there much longer than you, and I'm not sure how you came to the camp. You just told me you were indentured like myself, that you were captured, and we worked in the camp. Mining. Do you remember any of that, Lara? My memory still escapes me. Uh, you and I, we became friends. And we both decided this was not our life. And we were going to escape. None of that is coming back to you? As you tell it, I feel like, yes, it is, it is making its way into my head. Well, I hate this for you. I wish I knew something that could help. Something that wouldn't hurt you. And he looks at you and he kind of puts a hand on your shoulder and you notice that hand is heavy. And and that's surprising considering you're used to like an orc putting his hand on your shoulder and it's something you can ordinarily take on. And... 
he finishes, he stands up and he finishes making the food. And you're looking around and you guys are still in this forest. And it's still snow everywhere. And it's cold. And it's windy. And you hear Alaria in your head. And she says, I, I don't remember all of this. I, it's been so long. And I guess in my head, am I thinking this when I, if, if I reply to her? Yeah, yeah. If you think, if you reply to her, it's internal. Say, Alaria, this, this is the one who put you in the sword. This is the one who cursed you. And you almost feel her shake her head and she says, that doesn't make any sense. It seems like we're friends. Why would he have? I know, but you said Kinra Ironclaw was the one who did this to you. But that doesn't look like Kinra. That doesn't look like him at all. I mean, it adds up. He's he's an orc. He's a white orc. He his name is Kinra. Atlas, I'm not saying you're wrong. It just doesn't make any sense. I know what Kinra looks like. And that's not it. Okay, I'll trust you on this one. We'll just, just see where this, this crazy thing has taken us. Be careful. You hear her say that, and you feel her connection fade from you. And the orc across says, Are you hungry, Alaria? Oh, yeah, famished, yes. And he makes you both a bowl of this soup. And he begins to eat it. And he slurps it down. And he says, Well, it's not great. It's better than that prison syrup. Anything better than that? Well, how long is it going to take us to get to our destination? To the last of Urkbach? Yes, to the last of Urkbach. Uh, yeah, unless we're lost, that should only be a week. Only a week? We, I, I don't have... It's freezing out here. How do you expect for us to even survive the trip? And he kind of pats the furs that are wrapped around you. And he says, Don't worry. We'll keep that frail little body of yours warm. I'll kind of give a little little chuckle. That is funny because I think even as Atlas, I would laugh at that. <laughs> and he smiles. Says, "Oh, you're laughing. That's a good sign, Alaria. We'll make it out of this together, and we'll get you home. Do you know what you want to do when you get home?" Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I guess the first thing I'm gonna do is is go and see my family. And you hear Alaria say. No, 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 that's not how it happened. And you feel that pain, you feel that sharp tendril of pain, and she says one word to you. Revenge. I have to uh, avenge someone. And... 
Kinra looks back and says, No. Yes, I want revenge too. If that's something you want, we can work together. We can both get our vengeance on them for putting us in that camp like dogs. Who's, who is it that captured us? Whose camp were we in? Oh, you really don't remember anything about that. Uh, and I will shake your head slowly now. All right. It's good thing we have a long march ahead of us, Aria. But for now, get some rest, and we'll start again in the morning. And he gets up and he walks to the other side to kind of take care of the fire. And one of the things you notice around the camp as Alaria uh, begins to fall asleep is um, this was a camp, like a full-on camp. Um, but you didn't see anyone else. You didn't see any other people. But you could see tents and supplies. And your world fades. And you're in still blackness again. And Alaria is standing this time, panting, and she's saying, Wait a minute. That makes sense. I remember going to the camp, but I I don't remember this. Don't remember what? I don't remember escaping. I, I don't remember... Going back to town. Uh, this is all very confusing. Uh, I understand. So uh, try to take it easy. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. We will work this out, Alaria. Don't worry. We, we're going to get out of this. You're going to be just fine. Atlas, this has never happened before. I've had several owners before you. I've never seen anything like this. And she smiles and she puts a hand on your cheek and you can feel the warmth and you can feel it on your orcish skin. And she says, I guess that's a good sign. And then the world fades. And now... You're in front of a campfire again, and you look around, and there's a cave wall, and it's painted with blood. And you're holding your sword, and you can feel how heavy you're breathing. And you can feel your right, your left arm has got gashes, and it's on fire. It's a white, hot pain. And in front of you stands Kenra, and he's not in beat-up clothing. He's in a cloak, and he's holding two short blades, and in front of you on its knees is a metallic creature that you've never seen before, Atlas. It looks like a man, but it it's made of metal, and it has two, two pieces of glass for eyes, and while it talks kind of similar and its face moves similar. It's almost brutish and rough around the edges, but it's definitely sentient. And you can hear it begging, Kenra. 
You you don't have to do this. There you don't have to do this. I'll tell you what you want to know. And you see Kenra. I don't want to know anything from your kind. And he kicks the metal man backwards onto his back. And he begins to approach the figure with the two blades. Uh, I'm going to step in front of him and say, Kinra, I, I don't know what you had in mind when, when we came here, but th- this, this being, it doesn't want to hurt us. And he looks past you and he says, This is what we talked about, Laria. Getting revenge. Getting vengeance on those metal walkers. They're not people. They're machines. They're fake. They're built like demons. They have no rights to be on this world. And you hear in the background, no, that's not right. We're our own people. That's not right at all. We deserve to be here as much as silence, he yells. I'll say Kinra. Do you know that the elves say the same thing about orcs? That your kind is a curse upon the race of, of the lands and your very existence should be blotted out because of, of the barbaric lifestyles you all lead? But here we are, fighting together because you do not represent your entire race and your entire race does not represent you. And he leans in and looks at you. Is that how you feel, Laria? Is that how you look at orcs? And you can see the, like, you know the blood rage of orcs and the tunnel vision, and you can see him starting to slip into it. Uh, I want to, so at this point, is can I gauge how Alaria feels about Kinra as far as, like, relationally? In this moment, when you kind of, like, search the, the, the Alaria that you're inhabiting, she sees him as a friend and a colleague, and she has a strong connection to him. And I, am I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm holding the sword currently. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to like scabbard it and put one hand on the shoulder and say, if I felt that way, I would not be with you, here with you right now. And Kenra looks at you and he says, you wanted this. You wanted vengeance. This is how we get it. We rip it out of him. And then we find the rest of them. And those who made him. It's the only way. It's not the only way, Kenra. Perhaps I was I was angry. And yes, I wanted vengeance at the time. But now, look at him. He's defenseless. What kind of people do we become? We become the very people that we want to fight and kill if we kill him. And you hear that machine lay on the ground and it's kind of stuttering and you can hear some worrying parts and it's just, listen to a friend. There's nothing to do. I will tell you what you want to know. And Kenra looks at the machine and he looks back at you and he puts the two blades away and he says you know 
Our souls are right. But well, I'm going to find out if there's anything worthwhile in those things or not. And he steps over before he can react and he plunges his right arm inside of this machine. And when he does that, you can see this dark purple shade follow his hand. And you see the machine like scatter or not scatter but skitter as it's trying to like manage the fact that it was just impaled but you notice that there's no damage to its chest like it he went through almost phasing through and the glass the illuminated glass on the face of this machine it dims and all in one swift moment Kenra pulls free this piece of machinery and when he does, the chest explodes and metal breaks and he's holding this whirring gizmo of parts and gears and wires and he throws it to the ground and you, when he turns and looks at you, you can see the purple in his eyes and kind of like when he speaks, this purple smoke come out of his mouth and he says, you see there's nothing real in them. No life force at all. And you can just see his mouth foaming as he says that. And his eyes and his tusks, they transform a little. And his eyes become darker red instead of white, where the, where the white would be in his eyes. And... The brown eyes that he had before turn black, and his tusks go from this yellow, rotted, poor, taken care of, poorly taken care of, they transform to this onyx, obsidian-like material. And you hear something that's not Kenra's voice, and it says, Kimra, you have failed. You know our bargain. And when you hear those, those words, they come from Kenra's mouth and they come from his body, but they're not his. And Kenra almost turns to his right and as if he's talking to something you can't see and he says, I was proving a point. Forgive me. And when he says that, you can feel this presence. This presence that you can't see. It feels terrible. It feels awful. And it's thick in the air. And even as Atlas, one of the bravest people... Uh, in around Yuri, uh, in Goron, on Goron, you feel your spine chills right up from it. And the world goes black. And you see Alari again, and she's on the ground, and she's crying. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go lay on the ground and like run my fingers through her hair. It's Alaria. I think it's almost over. I don't know what's going on, but maybe we're getting somewhere. 
and she says, Did I know him before? That's him. That's the face I recognize, Alice. The Kenner you knew before seems to be... Uh, he was being controlled by someone. I, I don't know who. But you you know, you felt it. It, it, was, it was an evil far greater than and either of us has ever known. What does that mean for us, Alice? What if it's not Kenra who bound me to this blade? Then I promise that I will do whatever as long as it takes to find who or what put you into this sword. And she looks up at you and there's tears all over her face and her eyes while ghostly are bloodshot. And she says, it's too bad I didn't know you when we were alive. Yeah. And she begins to fade. And you open your eyes and you see Charinga below you. And you can feel the strain of his weight returning. And you can feel the monsters bearing down on you. And for the first time since wielding Alaria, you can feel her sorrow and her pain. And that's where we're going to end Alice's one shot. Oof! Woof. Ouch. Woof indeed. Man, that was that was good. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because it was I, super uh, depressing, but... <laughs> no, I mean, they've all been... Uh, and I think that's the cool thing about the uh, one-shots, and that's kind of why we wanted to do them. It lets us kind of dive into the deeper moments. Because even while our podcast is, like, comedy-focused, we really want to dive deeper into our characters, and Atlas decided he really wanted to focus on Alaria and really see where that goes and get a better picture of what her story was mm-hmm. and um yeah she's I, I think... I, she's a cool character that we've introduced uh and just hadn't had a lot of opportunities for us to really you know some of the off times but man like she has a rich backstory too you know just based on th- in this short snippet we've done yeah, and that's funny. Uh, a little behind-the-scenes stuff is I actually, when you rolled that sort of vengeance um, at a loot table, I thought, oh, it'd be really cool to give um, give it a name and give it a characterization. And so I did, and I kind of gave her a backstory and, and just thought, oh, that'll be fun when they decide to, like, mess with that. And, um, you know, it's it has evolved. It has definitely evolved. Delaria has become a bigger part of the show than I think I even expected because mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be like a name on a weapon and some uh, witty banter. But um, yeah, it's 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 been a blast. Like, in fact, um, I got to give a shout out to um, Abin, Abin.art, um, Abin.art's IG actually like enjoyed the character so much. And we haven't even had really any depth. Yeah. Yeah. that and she made a picture like she just did a sketch and I was like wow that's amazing like I would love to see that in color like that's so cool and 
and and Abin did and I mean you can go in the store and you can buy stickers you can buy shirts and stuff like that if, if you so feel inclined Abin gets paid on that stuff but it was just Abin liked that character enough to draw and that was like one of the coolest things and now that's who I see that when you the whole time you're telling the story that's who I envision me too so. me too and that's like that's so cool like because when I build these characters in my head or these NBCs, I usually have like a rough sketch. There's like an attribute or two that I'm like, oh, that's definitely this and this. Yeah. And like I have a, a, a vague image, but I'm not an artist, right? So when she drew Alaria that sketch the first time, I was like, oh shit, that's Alaria. Yeah. Like yeah. I just looked no at it. I didn't even need to read the subtext. I was like, oh, that's Alaria. Or and in my head, I was like, that's Alaria. I need to talk to this person because like that is what I want. And mm-hmm. then I read the caption. I'm like, oh shit, that's Alaria. So it was it was cool. <laughs> it all works out in the end. Yeah, it was super good. Uh, so I mean, let us know what you think about these one shots. Um, it's a blast. And if you're not in our Discord, now's the you time. You need to get in. Yeah, Discord's really fun. I don't know why we didn't do it earlier, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm really glad we did. We we love all of the people who are in there. Um, we we talk most every day. Somebody's in there chit chatting with our fans and. We're fans of you guys as well. I don't know if you know that, but we love you guys just as much as you say you love us. We don't know how much that really is. <laughs> Devin's a little little insecure about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a blast. This was great. Um, you know, we're there's fan art and we have like a uh tips and tricks section. Devin's actually doing a Teresa's Tomes of Treats and people are putting in ideas and talking about these cooking recipes. Uh, Shane, who plays Kristoff, is actually running a West Marches style D&D campaign for anybody mm-hmm. who wants to play in the Discord. So it's like, it's not just a place to chat. Like, it's a place for our community. So if you want to play D&D, if you want to talk about the show, if you want to make pitches for the show, or if you want to, like, just talk about things that are going on. Also, there is a D&D After Dark channel (laughs) and i have no idea what goes on in it because i'm not allowed as the dm so i imagine there's like a lot of good and i'm about to hype it up real 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 big so if you're not executing to that discord you're about you should i imagine that's where spoilers and conspiracy theories and like like what if this this and this and this and and what if that and like everybody's planning to overthrow what i'm building like that's what i imagine goes on in there but i don't know i haven't muted and I don't click on the button. It is. It can be very exciting. <laughs> oh no! I'm so jealous of that. I was. So here's what I here's what I task to my fellow show members. When you hear this, it is only fair to me, <laughs> to my own needs and curiosity, that when something cool is posted, that you screen cap it, and when it no longer could like be a bad thing for me to know, tell me because I know these 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 Discord discord people have great ideas like or just the stuff that yet, I've just seen. to like just really like you know turn the blade while it's stuck in there like tag oh, the no. in everything you do even if it's not no so don't do that don't do that in the DD after dark <laughs> channel i will be real real upset uh, i will just see like all these red numbers and just be real mad about it <laughs> well we want to say thanks for listening and you can find us on IG and Facebook and Lawful Stupid. Um, I've talked a lot, like a lot. Devin, what do you want to say before we close up shop? I mean, this this is so fun. This is something I look forward to every week is hanging with my bros. Right now, it's just me and Dwayne, but we, you know, we hang out with the guys. Tomorrow we're going to record. Uh, this is much later for you guys, but 
Um, I just appreciate you guys listening in and all the feedback that we get, the reviews you guys leave on iTunes is extremely one. It's important for us to get those, but two, it's valuable so that we can, you know, change and make the show better. And, you know, uh, Dwayne's you know, reaching out to see what, what do you guys want to see in a show? We want fan interaction because yeah, we do this because we have a lot of fun, but we're doing it as a show, as a podcast because people listen to podcasts. And so your, your input is extremely valuable. So, um, let us know what you think and let us know what you'd like to see. All right. Well, I think you said it best. Uh, let us know. We, we want to hear that feedback. But for now, goodbye. See you. We are storytellers. We are creators. We are gamers. We are dreamers. We are players. We are players. We are players. We are DMs. We We are are nerds. nerds.